0: Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, Casey. Bright and early Monday, we are about to get to our incredible interview with dear friend and brilliant writer Jesse Klein. But you know, sometimes things must be mentioned, and we all woke up to some news today that has rocked the housewife's world.
1: And that is that Jen Shaw has uh, has said she's guilty of the pled guilty, pled guilty. I don't, I don't know. Why I couldn't think of the word pled. <laughs>
0: It was, well because it's so troubling she says she's guilty that that's you know that's as much as you and I know of the legal world she says she's guilty she says she's guilty
1: now i will say again just because someone pleads guilty doesn't mean they're guilty the, the 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 system of laws in Danielle, this country are very what are you complicated doing? i'm just i'm just again not that i don't think jen is guilty i'm just ple- i'm saying both sides of it which is like you, going up against the system, I think she knew what she was up against. I'm not saying she's not guilty and I think she probably is, but and just, uh, I'm right. just putting it Right, she's thinking to go there.
0: up against them would be Would be catastrophic. catastrophic
1: and I think she would see a lot more prison time and she cannot win this case. She cannot win this case. Right. And so she knows
0: that. Do you think, why do you think that? Just because?
1: I think that there is a staggering amount of evidence that says to the contrary. I think even when there is not a staggering amount of evidence, evidence, it is very hard in this system that we have built in the United States that if you are accused of a crime and you have been indicted, it is very hard to not go to prison for that crime.
0: Guilty until yes. proven innocent.
1: I just think that is the way that's set up. I'm not saying that. Yeah, that, no. I'm just saying with the amount of people in prison right now that are not You're guilty absolutely right um but i will say in james case right. do i think she's guilty i think probably and i think there's a staggering amount of evidence and i think she sees what's in front of her and she is not a fool or maybe she is a fool but her lawyers are not and um and she knows what she's up against that's my feeling on
0: danielle i've never been more impressed by you <laughs> And I would like to see you much like Kim K as a second career go to law school. I'd like to see you with the note cards. I want to see
1: it. No, thank I do. you. No, thank you. I like my my job where I talk about the housewives. Thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah, we ain't uh, scalers.
1: Unlike Kim K, I'm not going to pick up a book unless it's about housewives or Jesse's
0: Unless it's, yeah, <laughs> Diamonds and Rosé. Yeah. Um, uh, it's pretty shocking because what what the judge then said is are you basically are you prepared if you're pleading guilty to then serve how many months or less it says 100 and what is it 68 months wait i'm just sorry I, let me look on that should be the new documentary just called 168 months the Jen Shaw story
1: okay it's uh, sorry it was like 168 months in prison which is 14 years now A, that's the maximum time because she has pled guilty, I do think he will sentence her for less. That is my assessment. So because she pled, I do not think... Sentencing is not until November.
0: Now, apparently, our editor, Caitlin, tells us, and this really made me howl, that the sentencing was set for October 12th. And a a lot of, you know, all of us in the Bravo universe were upset because, of course, we have BravoCon October 14th and 15th in our world. and, And that just felt too close. Yeah. You know, we need her there. At the very least, we don't need interruptions or disruptions. Yeah, thank you. To that period of time. Thank yeah. you. So, guys, this is big news. This, this is breaking, wow. breaking. Breaking, breaking news. You know, Danielle, I, I'd also just like to say that I also got um another piece of news in my DMs this morning. Ooh, what did you get? What I got was a a DM from a fan. Okay and i'm going to give her handle emily ford 0403 now i've never been given such a beautiful compliment up top and then been slammed rightfully so <laughs> and it really made me howl okay let's hear yeah i'm so I'm, I'm i'm embarrassed and i'm i just want everyone to know i'm going to try to work on this oh, but something's oh. been brought to my attention and apparently if you can take like feedback as a gift uh-huh. and if you can take it your soul's evolution is like you're Maybe kind of getting to a higher place okay. in, inside your consciousness. What's the feedback? The feedback is this written yesterday at 8 52 p.m. I'm dying. GGGGGG. I, caps, live for everything you post. And some of your stories, comma, well, a lot of them, dot, 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 all caps. I'm sorry to even say this! Exclamation, exclamation. Many don't have sound. Ah! <laughs> Exclamation, exclamation. I truly lay awake at night praying the next one will have audio because I have tried to lip read them and I can't. (laughs) I know tech and sound is a very sensitive subject for you and Danielle. That's all in caps. But I just can't hear like 80% of your reposted stories. And I'm so sorry. And then she does a face. Like she's sad to have to even tell me this. I love you and hate your audio. Ah. In parentheses, we can hold two truths. <laughs> Hashtag, am I being a Dorinda right now? <laughs> oh, wow. It, you know.
1: But can I say something, Casey? Yeah. Just, you know, I'm always defending my sound and our sound. You it just defended Jen a-
0: Shaw. I would hope you would defend I didn't me. defend Jen Shaw. I'm Shah. kidding. I'm kidding. I yeah. just put no, out... I, the, no, I'm you put out a beautiful message to, uh, about our system. Um, But What about my system About your system stories Casey I would say I watch a great deal Of your stories I mean there's not many But yeah But So
1: I know So what is she talking about Because I would say The ones I've
0: all watched Had sound Okay I I can't imagine That someone would reach out In this manner If they could hear it By like doing something On their end But Casey Yeah
1: Again with our sound Sometimes it's them
0: now, you always say this. Um,
1: <laughs> and I'm willing to put the blame on everybody but myself.
0: No, you always are. And I want to believe that, Danielle. Please no, I do. What did you, you put know? out?
1: Give, tell us the
0: specific video. Ask her to
1: tell us the specific video, and I will Danielle tell you my Danielle, it sounds thoughts. like
0: a lot of them. And I will be honest but with you. Them. I've heard this feedback like it kind of on the fringes. I've been aware of it somewhere, you know? No, I disagree. I just would like to know from you all two things. One, have you experienced that? Two, what should I do? No, Casey, I listen to your videos. They have sound. <sighs> Danielle, maybe you're just so used to hearing me and seeing my lips move on the Zoom <laughs> that you're you're filling in blanks that that can't be filled Casey,
1: in. Casey, it's not true. Uh, I'm telling thank you, Danielle. You, I
0: believe me. Yesterday, I hired someone that I'm paying money to. Okay, yeah, to real cash money. Cash money. My niece Emma. My niece uh, Emma, who is going into seventh grade. Daniel are not a, a child. Joke.
1: You're employing a child.
0: <laughs> That's right, and I'll follow all child labor laws. But <laughs> as a, a title in my world that I do not possess, which is a chief content officer. Okay. And Uh Emma's going to really bring me into TikTok. I'd made a promise to you all that I would get there. And instead, I've only posted two things one year ago. I got the year mark. I hit it. Where both <laughs> I'm inexplicably in a bikini. Makes no sense. No good sense. And Emma, basically, we had a little intervention with Anise who just was like, what's happening over there with no. you? okay. And she's going to not only... She's going to start sending me the trends, you know, the things I could do, some okay. ideas. And then really walk me through the platform. So now I'm hoping that maybe the fact that I've hired a chief content officer, she could help me address this issue.
1: Can I ask how much her salary is? Is, is so it we competitive? Didn't really
0: work out those details. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is it competitive? <laughs> no, but then you know, Shira, my sister-in-law, upon hearing that her daughter was gonna be working for me, she really was like, So I need your help too with her, you know, with her TikTok as it relates to the 10 jewelry. And I felt like, well, does Emma have enough time for me? Because it's yeah. like, I need her full time. You know?
1: If you're really, if you're gonna share her, you need to. To pay accordingly, or That's if you right. want
0: to to usurp, you know, like usurp her. It just mother. better not be on my time and dime. Yeah. you know, she's helping her mom because yeah, I'm, not on your T and D, not on my T and D. So Emily Ford, I can only say I hope this gets better from here. And I would also ask you to check your settings.
1: And I would also ask you to check yourself before you wreck yourself,
0: Emily Ford, because I've had enough But this sound. I I I hold Emily forward close, and I I appreciate the feedback, and I think I'm gonna address it to the best of my ability as long as she's addressing it on her end too. Mm. Um, but thank you, Emily, that really made me laugh. Thank and you, feedback Emily. Is a gift. <laughs> Danielle, we're gonna drop into mid mid discussion of an interview because Jesse's. So incredible. We basically just took off running without an intro, without anything. We frantically pressed record and we found Jesse Klein on a much-deserved one-night vacation at the Rosewood Miramar in Santa Barbara. And I don't want to promote this person, but it is run by Rick Caruso, who is running for L.A. Mayor. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: we are not voting for him. We are voting for Karen Bass. But but
0: he he designed... Two important places in your heart and mind, which is the Grove, the outdoor mall, and, and the, the Americana. Americana.
1: Now, just because someone uh, so I will tip moment, my hat to
0: him for that. Yeah,
1: doesn't mean he should be mayor. Doesn't mean he should be mayor. Sorry, that's right.
0: And Jesse did not know. You know, she's at the property, and we just kind of dove straight into to where she's at in her vacation and the layout of the hotel. Please enjoy our interview with Jesse Klein.
2: I know we have to get started, but or or maybe we've started. I can't tell. Yeah, I think we've basically started. Well, when you walk in to get checked in, when you walk into the main (laughs) building, there is and I've never seen this before. Or maybe it's my first time or maybe this is the only one but apparently this is the location of the brick-and-mortar goop store.
1: No, there's also one at uh, Brentwood Country Mart. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Well, there's a goop. <laughs> okay, to well, all hey, time. Danielle. <laughs> hey, Danielle, it's Sorry. my vacation. <laughs> Let Jesse think that the hotel she's staying at on vacation is home to the only brick-and-mortar goop store.
1: When you live your life for <laughs> goop, you know where they are. That's right. <laughs> oh, my
0: That's
2: God. That's right. I'm um, like, yeah. I saw a
0: pop-up once in Toronto.
1: And if you don't think they're in the fucking Hamptons this summer, you're out of your goddamn mind.
2: <laughs> Look, everyone here is taking a very exclusive elevated vacation this
0: summer. And I think we all know it. And how long are you there, Jesse, on vacation at the Rosewood Miramar?
2: I- well, here's, how dare you ask, because that's where it's revealed I'm here for 27
0: hours. I'm honestly, what I'm most sorry about is that you're having to do our podcast during this. I know.
2: Oh my God. No, it's perfectly nice because we still have a little gray cloud cover. My friend has gone to sit by the pool and um, I'm drinking coffee and I'm talking to two angels where, where everything's coming out. Great. Wow. Um, we're just here till tomorrow. What a dream.
0: And also, is this where Courtney got engaged? Courtney and Travis? Travis. 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 I will tell you, it feels very much
2: like a place where that could have
0: happened. I think this is you are on the hollow ground, <laughs> Jesse, where Travis was engaged. And I'd like you to poke around at the pool. I mean, ask someone. Should we begin with this whole
2: podcast with a land acknowledgement that this is where Courtney and Travis got engaged? <laughs> Thank you.
1: And a moment of silence. Oh I, hope God. That the, I hope that yeah. the hallowed ground is treated with the reverence of, of those two. Like there's not, a, there's not a silence.
0: Yeah, are you allowed to walk on that sand? I'll tell you, I did wonder when I saw all the photos, for all of their money and the grandiosity of like all their parties, I found it odd that in the background of all their photos were just like tourists, just like staring out at the beach. It's Why didn't Mindy Weiss run ahead and clear everybody? That has been a question that has been on my mind. It's
2: a very interesting crowd here. And the one thing I will say, just, you know, everyone should always go into every situation in life, eyes wide open. That's what I Thank say. You. <laughs> so there is the train tracks, the actual train tracks. Of I guess the Amtrak Pacific Liner sort of run through the property, what? and there's um, <laughs> so between the hotel and like the beach and the many restaurants, including one called Caruso's, <laughs> you have to cross the train tracks, which clearly could be a dangerous situation. So what they have set up, this is such a long walk, but it's important. Gates on either side, and like a an attendant on either side of these little gates, and a velvet rope basically set up alongside this part of the train track. (laughs) So you velvet rope your way, and then they're just making sure that people are only crossing when the train's not coming. But just to have seen a situation where there's a velvet rope next to the tracks. A train track. But here's the thing. Step I feel in, like peak, like we're on the be- right be- side of the tracks
0: here, guys. It's not only the right side; it's the VIP side of the track. Get a well, velvet that's rope. Well, nice.
2: It is of Rosewood Mirror. Are both sides of the track on the right the side
0: question? of the track?
1: Are you hearing a train whistle <laughs> in the morning?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little like. Ooh,
2: a, ooh. I'll, I'll send you. I will send you guys both video of what, what's going down. I might not be explaining it, but they've just I had think- to create a situation where you're velvet roped across the train track.
0: I think your comment got lost though, just because it was so beautiful, which is that you said, there at, you know, whereas with Miramar, both sides of the track have a velvet rope. So
2: both sides won. of the track are the right side of the track. <laughs> that's a And very I think that's the statement Rick
0: Caruso has made it. with the Americana. Well, in and the that's why I'm going
2: to be supporting him in his historic run for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Karen Care
0: oh. Karen Klein, Jesse Klein, dear friend, uh, gorgeous person, author, showrunner, actress. A comedian oh, I producer. I what don't you do? And mother. Oh. Uh, now I head. land on that last one. It was such a thud. Because I mean, oh, you really did. You really brought the room down. With I that. know. And I, I hate it, you know. How does she do it? How does she do <laughs> some of it? Some um, a little of it. None of it well.
1: How does she mo- my question is, how do I mostly fail at it all? Oh God. <laughs> so many complaints.
0: Jesse. Klein, you have a new book out. Now, we had mm. you on on a bonus episode when your, uh, your first book came out. Gosh, that was so long ago. I can't that was believe.
2: Really, you're like, wow, it takes you a really long time <laughs> to wow, get Jessie, anything so
0: done. Were there a few books in between these? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, what were you
1: doing? Were you yeah. just sitting
2: at the Rosewood <laughs> mirror, mirror, mirror? Were you
0: just
1: sitting
2: at the Rosewood Just sitting on the tracks? Speeding up on the tracks? Wine <laughs> in hand?
0: Um, your first book was You'll Grow Out of It, New York Times bestseller. It's, you know, it's, this is the truth. These are truths. Um, and it was so funny, so amazing. And, uh, but this book, I have to say, and I've had the pleasure of interviewing you at the the uh, Skylight Books in Los Velas Shout out!
2: I don't want to correct you, but I believe that we were in conversation. It was
0: not an interview.
2: <laughs> I, I'm so it's sorry. That was hierarchical
0: for me to say I was interviewing you. It was in conversation.
2: I, well, I think in conversation ele- elevates us both.
1: What would you say this is? Is this a conversation? Is this a, an interview? Is this just
2: a? God, a shout
0: I gotta out? get on the mic with Casey and Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I wish I was on vacation.
2: What, is, what would you? Yeah. What would you call this? I mean, are we not all? in conversation. Is there something more elevated than in conversation? I'm not co-
1: I'm not having a conversation. I'm not listening to your side, so <laughs> that makes it less than a conversation.
0: You know, Danielle can't hear us, Jesse. Uh, it's interesting. No, she just I'm responds just to what <laughs> she thinks I'm saying.
1: Facial cues <laughs> is really what I'm going after.
0: God bless. Uh, yeah. God bless. God bless. But uh, this book is is so fantastic. I love it so much. I cannot say enough about it. It's so... And I'm going to say a word, and I don't care who hears it. It's powerful. Okay. And it is. It's called I'll Show Myself Out, Essays on Midlife and Motherhood. And also a New York Times bestseller. I'm sorry, but it yes. is. It just yes, is. It really um, is. No one more is shocked than this little
2: street urchin from... From the streets.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. An American, An American tale. An American
2: tale Five. Did you know that Five goes West? There are no cats in America and the streets are paved with gold.
0: You are Five Goes West in a way. You okay. I are? Am, I am you're the the sequel. Yeah,
2: exactly. The squeequel. I did think Thank that you. his little hat always was so cool. That was oh, it's, it's very gavroche. It's very gavroche. Well I do think Paula Abdul wore that Fibol hat for like three years in all her videos. <laughs>
0: She was That's like, right. give me that Bible hat. Just
2: like a little news, news cap.
0: I just rewatched it with my kids and I didn't realize what a metaphor it was for the Jews fleeing Russia. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Oh, every Jew knew the minute they touched down
2: on I it. I was yeah. like, what's happening to those mice? I like the cats. No. My family no. are cats. No, okay. those, those mice weren't allowed to practice their religion upon threat of death and they had to leave. <laughs> but they don't really dwell on it in the movie.
1: No, and I think their last name is like Mouskowitz. It, it, like, it is.
0: It is. It's Bible Mouskowitz. It's actually pretty I, beautiful. As I am, and I'm embarrassed to say, I didn't kind of pick up on. I knew that you know the mouse they were coming to America, of course, and struggling with the cats, but I didn't, <laughs> and how they would be received. by the, cats. the
1: Gentiles. The cats are the Gentiles.
0: I knew all those struggles with the cats, but I didn't know that piece of it. It's, it's a great movie, actually. Um, okay, but back to this. This is why we go back and revisit. P- Seriously, it's really good. Um, I'll Show Myself Out, Jesse Klein, is such an incredible book about just your experience of motherhood, but it's it's so funny. It's so dark in a great way. It's so honest. It's such a, like... And I'm going to say another word that sounds like I think I'm a literary critic. You guys <laughs> well, are going to so cringe. excited. No, you guys are really... <laughs> Chaniel's like, oh God. You're going to cringe. I already... I hate myself for saying this word, and I'm cringing. It's an unflinching look at motherhood. <gasps> oh, yeah, unflinching, unflinching.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I love unflinching. You're okay. so I'm also going to
1: say this. I had similar thoughts about this than I did, and I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. When I read the Year of Magical Thinking, mm. it had similar tones <gasps> to me in the sense of you don't have to have experienced this to feel what this feels like. I remember thinking that when I had, you know, we've all experienced loss, but the death of somebody so close when I, it was so palpable what she said about death that I felt it. And I felt the same about, I'll show, I'll show myself out about uh, motherhood. You don't have to have experienced it to get what you um, talk about in this because you give, you paint such a vivid beautiful, funny, heartbreaking, strong picture?
2: Well, I have two reactions to this. First of all, I want—I I can't tell you the joy I feel about unflinching enough. Also, I feel like, Danielle, the fact that you're <laughs> mentioning any aspect of my book in what seems to be the same breath as talking about Joan Didion feels very <laughs> undeserved. But again, <laughs> uh, I'll take it on a Monday morning. Um, that's so nice. Thanks for all of these kind, nice words. They mean so much coming from you, true genius angels. I am... Um, No, it's interesting you say that because I think as I was writing this, I I did have a lot of back and forth in my mind about like, well, will anyone who is not a mother read this? (laughs) And I I truly didn't know. And I I kind of landed in a place of I guess like just thinking, well, I guess I don't really ultimately care. You know, like I I that would be really nice. But um, I'm just gonna plow ahead and just write what's interesting. And I I still kind of find it, it has been very satisfying to hear from like men who've read it. Like, you know, when I was talking to, you know, Matt Rogers and Bowen and they, you know, they're two gay men who don't have children yet. And they just talked about how it made them think about their relationships with their mothers. That was so, just really so nice to hear that there are other entry points to it, I guess. And I feel like, I don't know. I, um... There's that thing where you kind of part of it feels almost like the internalized misogyny to me sorry I said internalized misogyny where oh, you're boy. like is this, this, this um, is
1: this book sesh? is this book sex I did not know
2: how deep this would go and this, I'm this unprepared this is so deep um, well just that you feel like if you're writing about being a woman or being a mother that like no one else will care whereas I feel like other people writing about their specific experiences maybe don't have that fear you know like I always talk about, I don't think that the people who made Breaking Bad worried that, oh, the only people who will watch this are the other teachers selling math. <laughs> 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 so, you know what I mean? And so, this one's like, not for I, me. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, anyway, so that's just, it's very nice to hear you say that you feel like there's enough in it that opens into people being able to get into it, even if they're not a, a parent or a mother.
1: Well, I think you write about you know, so much of what goes on in all of our heads right now in terms of love and fear and strength and weakness. You know what I mean? Like it's all in there. And so I don't think you have to be a mother to worry about the future of the world and worry about what people think of you or what you think of yourself or trying to push a mountain. You know what I mean? Sometimes what feels like pushing a mountain or
0: something. Yeah. Jesse, I might, and I know you're so tired of this, but I might have to just read a little bit from the first chapter, just one paragraph. Oh my
2: God. It truly moves me to tears.
0: I'm not going to cry, but I, I love it so much. And when I read this when I was on vacation and you had given me an early copy, which was so amazing. And I was hysterically crying in a beach chair and I was so moved to just hear someone, not only someone, but such a brilliant person write about motherhood in a way that we haven't heard, which isn't like you were saying, like a mom throwing up a pacifier in a briefcase, you know, like ah! I've got poop on me. <laughs> yes! yeah, yeah, or just
1: like, mommy needs wine. You know, like
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. it's not. <laughs> just harried not and that. crazed, <laughs> but also not like, yeah, Danielle, like that bitter p- portrayal of it, just the, the fierce love that's in it but just kind of really to hear what it is. I I have never felt so, and I'm going to say another phrase no one likes. Uh-oh. Never felt so seen.
1: <laughs> and I, I want to tell you that when I read most of this, because I read it in like two sittings. I'm not going to lie. The minute I like ripped it open, the minute it came to my house, I was so excited. I oh, literally Daniel. texted. Oh, um, our dear friend, Christy Smith, and I was like, I got it. <laughs> um, I was so excited. But I will say, I did, I think you'll be happy to know I read it at
0: the Ohio Valley Inn and Resort. Oh, thank
2: God. <laughs> you know, I didn't want
0: to have to print it in the book, but it is my preferred place for people to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody felt that reading it. Cool. Um I just want to read a little bit from the end of the first chapter, I guess, as I'll show myself out. And your first chapter is called The Hero's Journey. Jesse, can you just set up for us a little bit of kind of the structure of the book that you have in place? Um,
2: yeah, I started just thinking about the main thing I I guess I wanted going into the book was I, my thesis basically was like, I don't feel like motherhood is ever written about with any kind of gravitas or that this is a serious story or even a story worth telling at all. To the point about like, mommy needs wine or I got poop on me. Like, There's always those little moments, but they feel just extremely um, sort of silly and there's never the deep dive into the dark, dark, dark part of it. And so I had this idea to kind of frame it all within the archetypal structure of the hero's journey, which, you know, I I wasn't familiar with like the Joseph Campbell book about it, but basically um, the idea that, this is, a, this is a, an actual, like an actual arced tale where the mother is a hero. Um, and there's a hero is someone who like, in order to protect someone else, has to go through a series of obstacles that are very challenging, at great sacrifice to herself and ends up different at the end of the journey than she was at the beginning. That's like the, a basic, a pretty basic summation of what a hero's journey is. And when I started thinking about it that way, I was like, yeah, that's what that's what mothers do every day. But we just don't think of it the same way as we think about Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. And
1: nobody does. Nobody and does. And can I say that? Like, yeah. And nobody, nobody does. does. Yeah. It's just expected and belittled. But yeah. there you go. So Sorry. that's, I'll <laughs> stop laughing.
0: Wow. Crying. Um, okay. I want to just read, I, I love the structure of it is so good. Um, and this is just kind of the end of the first chapter, if I may. I love this part so much. Ultimately, the hope of impossible delight almost always wins out over the impossible torment. I know this because here I am, alive, writing this, and here you are, alive, reading it, which means our mothers did what heroes do. They kept us all alive to tell our own tales one day. And what I can tell you is that so much of the heroism of motherhood is the ability to swallow the sword, to swallow the pain and frustration and keep everything inside, No one wants to think that their mother, that all-forgiving source of limitless, unconditional love occasionally in a fit of boredom or rage met her limits. And yet, of course she did. No one wants to know that after your mother finally placed you in your crib, she walked out of the room and screamed into a blanket or cried in the bathroom or drank a bottle of wine or all of the above. No one wants to know that as she rocked you and sang you the 10th lullaby of the night, she was fantasizing about putting you down Walking out the door and never coming back. A mother's heroic journey is not about how she leaves, but about how she stays.
2: Oh, man. Jesse. Oh,
0: Jesse.
2: Oh,
1: oh, boy. Jesse. Ice coffee's up. Ice coffee's I, I gotta up. take a sip of my iced coffee
0: and my Ice lamictum, my up. mood stabilizer.
2: <laughs> um, Do you mix? I have to say, I, you know, that chapter where I was kind of like integrating this idea of hero's journey and motherhood, I was like, this might be too academic for people or boring or like, I think I, there's other, there's other more fun stories in the book and just that are more oh, specific. We're gonna, and, yeah,
0: we'll be getting to those.
2: I have to say not to, um, it's just very rewarding that people really responded to this chapter and a lot of people wrote to me kind of, quoting those specific lines. I had no idea that those would resonate so much. I think, and I think I know you're joking before about people saying I feel seen, but the very, very sweet. And again, like for me, I never get tired of <laughs> hearing that people enjoyed something I did work very hard on for many years. Uh but just those lines and that idea that like my what I am doing matters and that I am working so I'm working past my limits. I think. Like past my limits every day. That just so many women or other caretakers, you know, fathers, whatever. I'm just saying, like people, I think just feel completely unseen. Um, And truly, I, I, yeah, it it's it was it became a pattern to me to see people kind of just get so emotional about those words in a way I would never, I, I would never have. Anticipated,
0: because I feel like to be a mother, there's also this notion. You have a chapter about this too. I'd like to hear you discuss just like what happens to the you you were before that kind of goes away. Which I don't think we reflect oh, yeah, on gone. a time. Yeah, she, she gone. Gone, baby, gone. Like like Gone, baby,
1: gone. Like, oh Lord, I remember feeling that immediately afterwards. And you talk about that, like oh, I have such a clear memory of a divide happening like five days afterwards when friends would come see me uh, after having my baby and they hadn't had a yeah. kid yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm different now. I don't feel my same. Am I ever going to be the same? And I remember turning to my friend, Morgan Walsh, who had had three by this time. And I said, am I ever going to feel like myself again, yeah, like am I ever, and she was like, "No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah I mean no. and you and you talk about that too, which is like, God, it just it just changes you so thoroughly and completely and and that you was gone, and it's such a it happens
2: so fast, it happens, it happens so, so, fast. so fast, and it's not, and I think it is also like. Yeah. I mean, I, I never felt the same. I've never felt like I've like some sort of metamorphosis has happened, but I haven't landed on like what there's no the landing place hasn't occurred, at least for me. Like I kind of like i have I'm like, um, like Kate Winslet, like clinging to... I found like an iceberg of an identity <laughs> to cling <laughs> to for a while while I blow that whistle. <laughs> a stray piece of driftwood. <laughs> and not yeah.
1: letting the other person who could so obviously fit on the driftwood. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah, you know. no, yeah, I look, I want to make sure I've got extra space. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, it just so, uh, not to be, uh, this you know, our society, but... <laughs> We're so obsessed. I feel like the only conversation that we kind of ever have is like about like, have you lost weight or not? Like, have you got, has your body snapped back or not? And it that's obviously a huge part of, you know, how you feel after you have a baby. But the even bigger part of it is truly like your spirit and your soul and your identity are truly, at, at the very least transformed if not having to be replaced in some way and i just don't i don't feel like that's like a conversation that's happening anywhere because at again all. no one think at, at all. all no one thinks of this as a story there's no no one's making a special you know Groupon for that boot camp you can go to for being a mom with a busted soul <laughs> no one cares <laughs> and it i don't know it feels it just, it does make you feel like, oh, I guess this doesn't, my experience, am I not having this experience? Because I don't see it reflected anywhere.
0: Or if I'm finding this so hard, now I yeah. almost feel even worse because I everyone else, are they doing fine and doing okay? And I'm just the one sitting over here feeling like this. I mean, you have a chapter about just to kind of, it just puts such a fine point on this if, can you talk about the car seat cuz you and i pondered oh, over uh, this our yes. children are very close oh the car seat. Yeah. the car seat just take us through your experience with the car seat i
2: also just want to quickly say i could not have survived to live to get to this glorious day here at rosewood Miramar Without the friendship of Casey Wilson with our kids being almost exactly the same age and going through these moments together and you were very kind to let me single white female most of your mothering life where I'm like, oh, you're taking that class? I'll take that class. Um, oh, you bought that thing? I'll buy that thing. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, look, even the very basic easy things felt very, very hard for me. me too. And um And one oh, of the things- Everything felt hard. Everything felt hard, but it, it's like, again, things that, don't even seem to be noted by other humans. And you're just like, maybe I'm just truly inept. But um, I wrote a chapter about how much I hate the car seat and dealing with the car seat. Mm. Uh, and mm. I, no one had told me that that would feel so like struggling. I mean, it's like one thing... I mean, when they're a baby, I mean, my Asher, my son, you could get him in there, but then he would just cry the entire time he was in the car. I mean, it was never... And no one talks to you about how it feels to be driving with like someone just screaming. Oh, I'm like, screaming. I will drive off the road and
0: kill us all now. It's the and most- that actually seems like a great option right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, to just roll into a ditch and then the, yes. like, let the
0: police hearing take me hearing that piercing away. scream and you can't fix it. You can't well, fix that it.
1: That is the hardest thing. For me personally, I remember thinking because my daughter was screaming, 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 screaming. I didn't know how to fix it. And I was like, I want to throw her out the window. I remember thinking yeah. I want to throw her out the window and I, because it's not about the scream, it's like, I can't fix it. This person's in
2: need.
0: I think for and me, it was I'm about the, the screaming and I hate to say that. <laughs> well, to me though, You're it was like,
1: mom, I'm supposed to know how to fix this and it's not, fixing and so i have to get rid of her the pain that she's in i can't handle the pain she's in so i will sooner throw her out her window and end this all and end this
2: all yeah it's um and then when they get older and again i don't know i mean i have heard from i don't think it's only my child but he's definitely specific um As he got older, like getting him into that seat and then the struggle when he's bigger, like two or three years old and he hates it and we're in LA. And and they're in
1: it forever. They're in it for so long. But it's like a hundred
2: degrees and then that moment, the moment for me where I'm like, I would choose to be evaporated out of this world rather than deal with this is like when the strap twists Uh. and like it's, it's now like you have to like fully peel your fingernail off to get this. Because the woman who trained us is the car seat, AKA
0: the car seat lady in New York. Shout out. Shout out to Judy, the car seat lady in LA. Go on.
2: Oh, I was going to
1: say, I, I'm I'm like the car, I have this guy, the car seat like wizard. Or Concierge. Like oh. who, <laughs> <laughs> car seat wizard, who every time he'd be like, so now you know and you'll never have to call me back. I never, oh. I called him 17th. <laughs> like I never put it in myself.
2: Keep that man on retainer. Um, She was just like, if the strap is, is, is at all twisted? Like everything else is moot; it's useless. You might as well have them on the roof of your car, not strapped down. Like it's <laughs> that's not strapping your child into a car seat if the strap is twisted. And that, so that stuff, I don't know. Just for me, like it just makes every journey starts with this feeling of "fuck this,"
0: and kind only gets worse. Uh, And the amount of times that car seat is, you, you and I have talked about this, how horrible it is. Something about untwisting that straps or even walking in the car, like now I've got to put them in. Now, God, I want to do an errand, but I honestly don't want to do the car seat again. Like I, it, 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 It made me so angry, so upset. There's just something about, yes, being in that 90 degree heat, baby screaming, trying to fucking strap. And I went to cognitive behavioral therapy. I've told you this a million times, Danielle, but that this line, I I got one thing out of it and it's honestly all I've needed that like in the times that are so fucking terrible to repeat this one phrase to myself. And I use it, as I've told you, every single time I have a car seat moment, which is just I have to say to myself so I don't disassociate and honestly run amok and run (laughs) into traffic. I say, this is the moment I found myself in. So as a car <laughs> seat, I'm just like, okay. It's something about it just like grounding me in the straps. Like, here we are. <laughs> it's such a good line. This is the moment I I found, myself, I found in. myself in.
2: I found, and it's yeah. not a
0: moment I want to find myself in. And yet as a mother, you're finding yourself in it quite a bit.
2: I <laughs> I mean, it's it's just one particular iteration of so many moments like that.
1: What about the metal that could fucking burn their little thighs off? Oh,
2: I the can't burning even... metal. I mean, the thing I was, the one moment, you know, when you're writing a book, mostly you're typing and you're like, I hate this, I hate this. But the one moment, like, as I was just wrapping that chapter up, like, and I was just writing about, uh, you know, the bumper sticker that you're supposed to put on your car as if other people will care as a ba- is the, like baby on board. <laughs> like yes. like as if humanity has ever demonstrated that they give one hot fuck <laughs> that your baby's on board. But I was like, why is there not also the bumper sticker that's just like me on board? <laughs> like why, why is it like you're going to not hit my car because of the baby, but what about also the... Person who's like working like a dog with two dicks up here to keep,
0: to get this <laughs> kid home. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about me? Okay, well, can we transition into, can you talk to us about the the, the kind of bracelets and all the, the, the jewelry, Talisman. the oh, talismans. I mean, have um, it on, on now. Uh, a transition now. from me on board, me on board <laughs> to yes. your jewelry. Take us through your jewelry <laughs> as you jewelry become a mom.
2: Journey. Well, I did. I mean, my, I don't know how generational this is or whatever. My mom certainly was not clanking around with a bunch of stuff with my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nor are my
0: siblings. Jesse's mom, by the way, just quick moment, is the most gorgeous, I, I just the glamour, the oh. kind of Annie Hall chic that she possesses. Uh, is Phyllis. The oversized sunglasses, it's beyond. <laughs> Go on.
2: Uh, Thank you. Phyllis is a, a natural beauty from the 70s and we can only dream of emulating her coolness. But she, but yeah, again, not one hot fuck given about like proudly wearing her names
0: all over her body. Something that says yeah. like my mom. Mama. Mama.
2: <laughs> Mama. Mama.
1: <laughs> I was like the third one. Like my parents didn't even have a picture let alone a bracelet oh, of me.
2: <laughs> there are no pictures of me. There are <laughs> Not no a one pictures. There's like one and it's <laughs> it's kept in like one of those old acetate like photo albums yes, where if you try to feel the pick. thing, the whole thing crumbles like a reliquary. But um, yeah, <laughs> you know, you notice in this day and age where you walk around and, uh, you know, the mamas are walking around and everyone has like a piece of jewelry with their, either their kid's name on it or their multiple kid's names, like a little ID bracelet or what I now have, a little tag on it. Or the necklace, or the ones that say, like, mama,
0: mama bear, mama,
2: mommy, mama bear. So and gross. I mama, mama, mama. Or, um, <laughs> mama. <laughs> but I did. And of course, I had like very mixed feelings on this because part of me was like, what is this like white nonsense <laughs> phenomenon that's going on? And then, as anytime I see that, I'm like, how do I get in? What am I buying? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get exactly and that. what is this like really about too like when did this become such a ubiquitous trend why does it exist and um clearly I gave into it I got a little plate that has my kid's name on it and I do kind of love it
0: it but, is gorgeous um, yours is the dignified version of it
2: well I don't know about that I did put his full middle name and first name on it and I realized that was probably too much and I should have stuck with initials but i just um i have we all make had mistakes a... jesse <laughs> <laughs> i um i've always had like a little weakness for uh like a talisman <laughs> some sort of talisman lucky jewelry in some way where I feel like the <laughs> charm the charm industrial complex really got to me
1: and I love how you started like you talk about s n l and how you <laughs>
2: yeah well i <laughs> i think it's just i'm very um lucky. Buckle up, everyone! I'm very anxious. <laughs> you're hearing it here first. It's breaking here.
0: Breaking, yeah, it's
2: breaking news. Breaking here. <laughs> CNN, Chiron. You you make it look so
0: <laughs> effortless, though.
2: Oh, on TMZ, <laughs> um, Jesse admits, yeah, very anxious. Hard time feeling not in control of anything, and um, yeah, and I definitely allow certain superstitious, dumb purchases to like somehow make me feel better. So when I worked at SNL. Um, brag, but not because again, lasted a season, got nothing
0: on. <laughs> right there with you, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, they didn't want me. They couldn't have me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they couldn't handle you, Danielle. They couldn't handle you. Jesse, just <laughs> so everyone knows, chose to go. I was chosen to go.
2: That's the story I tell. But again, I, I o- over the years
0: realized I might have
2: that wrong. But um, and don't very much don't want to be corrected. That's but like certain I,
0: housewives say they were put on pause. They that, weren't fired. I'll say,
2: furloughed. yeah, I'll
1: <laughs> say. There's not a one that was like, except for Brandy Glanville, that was like, I was fired. They're always like, I've chosen
2: to move
0: on. To Take step a step away. back.
2: I'm taking a step back. <laughs> I'm taking a step back
0: forever and never returning to SNL. <laughs> and honestly, when I walk down the street and I see Thirty Rock, I feel physically ill. <laughs>
1: And you're also like, I've decided to focus on my other career of uh, doing nothing.
0: <laughs> I actually have stepped away to focus on my comedy writing career. Thank you. <laughs> I
2: decided to devote all my time to finding hotels with train tracks I can go near. Um, but anyways, yeah, I tanked every day. And then I, I, it was a really stressful experience because uh, I wanted to do well. Because, of course, we all want to end up there as the dream job. And I started buying... <laughs> In my downtime, which was all my time, because uh, when you don't get a sketch on, you have nothing to do. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I bought. I just started going on Etsy and other websites to buy motivational, like motivational, motivational jewelry. <laughs> and I bought two things. <laughs> I bought something called a spinner ring. I saw this thing on Etsy. It's like a, kind of a fidget, a fidget spinner ring, and it said, <laughs> "This too shall pass." <laughs> and I'm like, i know what i'll do i'll buy this ring so that during table reads when my sketch is bombing i'll just spin this ring around I'll remember the sketch two oh. shall pass and this is my sketch two shall pass away and then I'll pass away six feet under into the ground and then i bought this other necklace um that was like from this sort of fancier company and it it said it was in Sanskrit on one side because oh boy. I'm a very spiritual person. And then in English on the other side, because I'm a very dumb person, it said fearlessness on it. And I was like, that's my attitude I'm bringing to tanking my sketches every week. <laughs> and then over, the, and this is a true story. And then I started seeing women with this same fearlessness necklace, not at SNL, <laughs> just out in the world. And every woman I saw wearing the same fearlessness necklace was like the most nervous breakdown like a person not doing well (laughs) I realized I'm like this is a bit of a tell you all got to the same (laughs) well
0: yeah Jesse, you still seem to be kind of you know for as strong as you are taken down by a piece of jewelry that's like upsetting because on your Instagram currently I saw you post yesterday I think a piece of jewelry that you basically solicited advice and just kind of thoughts from the crowd. I and you said, know. should I keep this jewelry that was a bracelet with hands? It's a necklace. Oh. Just to be
2: journalistically accurate. It's a it's a necklace. Okay, sorry. That, um, No, go on. I'm sorry. I'm No, ask. no, <laughs>
0: you tell us what it is. And everyone else is like, I love it, Mama Bear. Like, they're like, yes, girl. And I was like, you cannot wear this. I put that in the comments. You can't. Well, I would love to talk
2: about this further. And I'll talk to your producer about getting booked for a separate half hour just to talk about it. I bought um <laughs> I bought this thing. I bought this necklace. <laughs> I was in San Francisco. I do have a thing about like jewelry matching a piece of jewelry to a moment I feel emotionally moved by in some way. Love I was that. in San Francisco. But I also, I think I have good taste sometimes. And other you have times. great
0: taste. Jessie is like a Parisian wonder. Oh, please. <laughs> oh my yes. God, you should see her hair right you now. You should her see hair her. In like, like a crisp, but casual white button down. Oh, oh, you have great oh, taste, which is why oh, I feel regal. free to make fun of that one particular necklace with like hands at the class. Well, what happened I don't was-
1: I'm not mad at it. I'm just going to okay. say this. I have good taste. I have simple, taste, Jenny Kane taste. Oh, uh, just clean lines <laughs> I have terrible taste in which I wear a great t-shirt clean everywhere. Lines. Stop. Neutrals, Parisian stripes. I'm
2: gonna say I like it. (laughs) Um, Everyone on here is an A plus beauty angel, and we all know it. But I, I do sometimes. In case you've helped me in the past, there are certain items, and this is part of why I go to you, is because I know you'll give me, let's just say, an unfettered, honest opinion. (laughs) But I, so I bought this necklace that has two little gold hands (laughs) holding holding a little circle. And just to also say why I was interested, that little circle opens up and can hold another term. And so my thinking... Everything you're saying was, gets
0: worse and worse. <laughs> that circle opens up and can hold another charm. So you can
2: put a charm and it can change the necklace every day. So that one necklace, ultimately, it's really like... It can you can put, 30, put an even 40, worse 50. charm.
1: I'm going to say, I only want the hands. And if you put another thing on, it's
2: wrong. All right. Take one thing off as Coco Chanel. Oh, uh, <laughs> Co- <laughs> Coco thing off. turned out to be... A, I know. We all hang on to that. Is she thing. an anti-Semite? Yeah. Don't we think
1: she's an anti-Semite? i vicious.
2: I mean, I think it does go to Nazi party membership, Coco Chanel. But it, she did make gorgeous, clean lines clothes. Beautiful. Beautiful backs. clothes. Um, <laughs> anyways, but Casey in defense of your really honest sort of saying, mm. get rid of the necklace. You were not the only one. It was okay. split 50, 50. I feel like, I mean, I wasn't going to completely count, but there are some strong yeses and some equally strong noes, including the people who say that the hands, the little gold hands on this <laughs> necklace do look like the plastic hands. That Kristen Wig used in that sketch where she's got the little
0: doll hands. <laughs> now Jesse, as someone who was in that sketch, I feel this is all coming full yes. circle. As a cast member in that sketch, it triggered me. It triggered me. I think that's where we've gotten to.
2: Three or four different people went right to the Kristen Wig doll hands. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it another day just to make sure everybody who wants to weigh in and maybe in let, and let let everyone decide.
0: here weigh in because I wouldn't actually. I'd like to weigh if in. you could just hold your opinion tell the bitch session listeners sort of weigh in Please. and they will beautifully. Oh.
2: All I want is to be told what to do, honestly. And we I will do. I will just follow the will of the people. Now, can I get
1: back to your book? Because yes, I would like to sure. say something about your book. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Sorry I brought us so far back. afield with the baby. Yeah, no, we had necklace. to talk about all Can this we things. talk Nate and Jeremiah really quick? Because our uh, listeners will appreciate okay. your chapter on Nate Burkus and Jeremiah. Okay. What is it, Dusty? What is your obsession with that? My
2: honey, my honey angels. Well, your boyfriend. Like the rest. Yes, my, my true boyfriends. Um, Like the rest of the world, I was introduced to Nate Berkus by my (laughs) close girlfriend, Oprah, back in the, I want to say early 90s, mid 90s. Yeah, of course. Um, When he appeared as like a little gorgeous uh, design, interior design elf on her show, which I watched every day at four o'clock. And that's how I knew my day of work was over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I would turn on Oprah. And I
0: my heart was still beating.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Did I make it another day? Oprah's up. Uh, and I just got very obsessed with him because he's kind of my dream man. I truly think he's the most attractive human being I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I just went on that... I went in that Nate Berkus journey. And then obviously, this journey took some insane turns uh, with the tsunami and all of this stuff. Yeah. And so just very invested in his personal journey and then he met his now husband Jeremiah Brent I had moments of uh, when Jeremiah was first introduced like is he good enough mm-hmm. for my husband's boyfriend Nate Burkus? he turns out to have been an angel anyway so I just <laughs> and then I watch all their shows and I'm very obsessed with them and it has become like this source of comfort and I feel like they are my, my family I'm attracted to <laughs> so, <laughs> equally um, both a little yeah. bit of both. So I, it's not wrong to be attracted to your family every day. No, it's that. cool. Um, so I wrote this chapter called An Open Love Letter to uh, Nate Burkis and Jeremiah Brent. And I truly had to type it like from under the covers because I knew I was telling my darkest truth. Um, and I was like, not only... I'm assuming they'll never see this, but I really kind of don't want them to because it's so humiliating <laughs> that I'm just so hard on sleeve <laughs> about my kind of creepy love for them and the just the way I know too much about them. Although in fairness, these are public details they put out in the world. Um, and then um, when the book was coming out, uh, an ex a word, I can't say an ex- excerpt struggle always was um, on this uh, very lovely popular blog called Cup of Joe. And um, it started to go a little viral. And then that night on my Insta, I saw that Nate put it in his stories and I was like Whoa! and I had to throw my computer across the ocean and I just was like oh my god it's been seen and since then I mean this is a this is a little story about manifesting um, please we need it we need it um, I have met them we had drinks at what? my book agent's gorgeous apartment
0: shout out to David Kuhn shout my out book to David well. Kuhn
2: best in the biz uh it was so kind of them to actually just show up to say hi they're very busy and we and they're I mean I I love to report things like this they're perfect I have no notes they're no no exactly what I mean equally just gorgeous beautiful
0: so nice um, I'm genuinely crying that's so it's um, such a beautiful like joyful moment that you put out there how much you Genuinely love them. And genuinely so love them. To have it come full circle like that—that that article, it much not article. I'm sorry. The essay must have, must have touched them so deeply. What did they say about how it made them feel?
2: I mean, they both just talked about finding it very funny, and they, uh, yeah. I mean, we text a little now. I mean, the picture <gasps> that we
1: took—that is the most intimate act you can do with another
2: person. <laughs> no, I mean, it's basically, absolutely, oral sex. Danielle,
0: you're For so
2: oral right. sex. Um. No, I it's it really did sort of break my brain a little bit and also just in, just in the world feeling like you know if you put it out there you know it'll maybe it'll come back. Um yeah, they're so nice. It, I can't the picture that we took that is when you go to look at the necklace that you're going to tell me whether I should keep or <laughs> return, <for 30, laughs> that Casey is, uh, you know, very much mm-hmm. in the camp of this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> also on there is the photo I took with them at, at David Kutin's house. And I, it's very clear it's the happiest I've ever been in my life.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's the charm. You should get a picture of that and put it between the
2: hands. <laughs> just <feel> so
1: <laughs> Danielle, you nailed
2: it. You figured it out.
1: I did. I figured it uh, out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jesse Klein, we want to let you get back to your gorgeous vacation at Rosewood Miramar again. We're not trying to promote Rick Caruso, but I guess you could design no. it. Um, but this book is so special and I said this to you, but it's also such, While it's, as we said, so unflinching. It's also such a beautiful love letter to your son, who is such a special, wonderful kid oh. and testament to you as a mom. And I learned so much from you and kind of your the way you approach things is it's so much more thorough and well thought through than the way I do. Oh, please. (laughs) No, it really is. Get
2: out of here. You
0: will have thoughts that never even occurred to me. Like, Jesse and I have been on a journey with our sons trying to get them different camps. And one day (laughs) we're like, do you know camps across America aren't like, don't have to be accredited or whatever? And I was like, (laughs) Nope.
2: Like you (laughs) think
0: things through in a beautiful way. (laughs)
2: That's not thinking things through. That's like um. That's like a doom. That's like when you've gotten to the end of the doom scroll and there's one thing left.
0: You, you're like a doomsday prepper that I like having in my life because I have no common sense whatsoever. I was going to say, I didn't know. And I,
1: it's unclear. I just sent my child off today to a camp. I don't know if it's accredited. And she's also going to a sleepaway
0: camp in a week. I
1: uh, don't know if it's accredited. Look,
0: it, what does accredited even mean? It's Honestly, though... It, it's, it's like the blue check mark of camps, you know? A, yeah, is it verified? I want it verified. Is this camp verified? <laughs> yeah. Verified that I'm famous. But... <laughs>
2: Do you know who my camp is? Um, I just as someone who never went to camp have and also as a deeply skeptical human being, I'm just terrified of all things. And I don't understand what camps are, but apparently that's what we do with our kids and no one else questions this. I'm so
1: shocked that as a Jewish person who grew up on the East Coast, you never went to a day camp or a any like that to me is Well such we didn't a have enough right money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> But it worked out because look at my great personality and the character
1: that came through this. I'm just going to say, though, because we went to like a JCC YMCA camp and they were like kind of like these shitty camps. Yeah, but, yeah. But like our parents needed somewhere to put us for the summer. Look. My parents put me in a Christian camp oh. because it was cheaper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I just sat in my room all summer and read Jane Austen. And I, look uh-huh. look at me now. At the Rosewood Miramar, again. Uh, property <laughs> by Rick Caruso. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look where you are now. You're doing amazingly. I mean, I want to just say quickly, Jesse, you are also the showrunner of Vanessa Bayer's and uh, Molly Shannon and so Matt Rogers good. and a show and that we love. Jennifer, Lewis. Jennifer, Jennifer Lewis. Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. I love that for you. Oh, man. Um, which is so incredible on Showtime. So you funny. are, uh, uh, I mean, dare I say, the main character on Big Mouth <gasps> and writer. Well, you, <laughs> you are. You're an an say it, actress. But you will probably receive a legal Call I'm gonna to say it. the question.
1: We started off as a joke, but now I'm asking seriously. How does she do it all?
0: How does, <laughs> does she does she do she it? do it all. Jesse, do you have any tip you could leave any of us with as as mothers? And I, I do want to ask that, like a piece oh of wisdom. I know you have a full book full of it, but I oh no. People when they meet Jesse, they have a like they want to be like her. So give us something. <gasps>
2: I truly, these words mean nothing. They're insane. Um, uh, I guess like, I think the only true from my heart spiritual advice I would give to like mothers about anything is just like endless forgiveness of yourself. I don't know, just endless forgiveness. I think everyone is way too hard on themselves. And also, yeah, that forgiveness is because, again, we don't allow ourselves to talk about like, this is really, really hard. And there's sort of an assumption that, again, you'll get some poop on you, but it's like that's kind of funny or something, but it is dark and hard. Yeah. And, um, and so just forgiving of yourselves. That's it.
0: I love that. I needed to hear that. Um. Jesse Klein, you're a light. You're just the funniest person, oh person company excluded that I know. <laughs> Thank and, you so much for
1: having me. And I would I would also like to say that I remember running into you at the Jane Club a few times. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, when you were writing it. And um you're it like, and you were drinking is-
2: during the day before anyone else. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> Did always see you hunting around that bridge. always uh, see you. Looking for a leftover glass of wine from a political fund- uh. <laughs> fundraiser the night before.
2: <laughs> Where's that locale wine? Where's that locale <laughs> wine?
1: but it's so and I remember seeing like god I wonder what she's kind of coming up with what she's writing because I had been such a fan of the first one and I love seeing that just to write a fucking book is such a feat and to write two of them is just a cry for help
2: (laughs) it's like amazing it's incredible
1: great way to avoid your own
2: child Got to go work on my no. book. Go hang out with about you, hey, your
1: nanny. Yes. But it's all about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's so incredible. I'm so impressed by you. Mm. I'm so amazed by you. I'm thank in awe you. of you. And you've done two two for two. Oh boy! I mean, so
2: two for two, beautiful,
1: beautiful. And thank you I'm, both. So I'm much. just thank you for writing. Yes, books thank you. Really,
2: thank you both for supporting, and then also for being. I mean, that's the other thing is just having like great mom friends, friends who are moms. And it's the only are, way through truly the, the sisterhood of being supportive and being there. I mean, the number of times I've texted, I would say both of you, like, is this fucked up? Am I doing something wrong? And just to get back, you know, that you're doing great and everyone's going through the same thing. I think it's so vital. So thank you guys for all of the things you do. Especially
0: during a pandemic. Mothering during a oh, pandemic geez, has just been awesome. so... Oh, yeah, it's been a lot. Unpreced-
1: unprecedented.
0: A lot more
2: than anyone can truly bear and yet people are bearing it every day and we're just not talking about it and so
0: yeah it was in many cases zero credit or attention paid to the unseen work and I've been thinking about mothering small kids right now. It's like, well, we've spent nearly two years kind of fearful of being inside now with everything going on. We're also fearful of being outside. Being outside. And I'm just like, so where is the space where we are safe within mothering? And it's nowhere. It's nowhere. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it's everyone. No. <laughs> no. Leave us with that. No, no, um, no. And, you know... But this book has made it, there's like space and made it more bearable. So everyone, please get I'll Show Myself Out, Essays on Midlife and Motherhood by Jesse Klein. It is phenomenal. You've been a touchstone for me as one of my most beloved friends. And thanks for coming on, Bitch Sash. Thank you, guys. And I think all the housewives should give this a little read. Yeah. <laughs> oh I say- a little perusal. <laughs> I love a lot of their kids. So you know what? We're all doing our best. Be you, housewife, be you. <laughs> You know, jewelry <laughs> collection of <laughs> talismans.
2: Oh my God, the talismans. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you,
1: Jesse. Thanks, guys.